0: You're listening to the Heart-Centered Service Podcast. A podcast to help freelancers create the lifestyle of their dreams while doing work that brings them purpose. I'm your host, Francesca Mamlin. And I'm your other host, Krista Aoki. Each week, we'll release new episodes with tips and personal stories for online service-based entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode five of Heart-Centered Service. In this episode, we're talking about networking for freelancers, specifically in-person networking. A lot of people ask me how I find my clients, and they seem to always be surprised to find out that most of my clients are from my in-person network. Actually, all of them are from my in-person network. So today, we're going to dive into our tips and experience for in-person networking. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this was because I just attended the Craft and Commerce Conference hosted by ConvertKit in Boise, Idaho. Um, And that would have been my second time attending the conference. Um, And it's a conference for creators and I absolutely loved it. And Fran, you also attended the She Did It Her Way Summit in Chicago a couple of years ago. And you still, to this day, rave to me about the connections you made. Um, and actually, now that I think about it, we, we met at a networking event too. So um, yeah, in-person networking. Yeah, what do you think?
1: Yeah, it, we did meet at a networking event. That that is true. <laughs> um, in-person networking is probably one of the most powerful things that you can do when you're trying to build like an online service-based business. Yeah, I did attend the She Did It Her Way summit. I actually attended the very first one. They do it. They do it every year now, and I was I was at the very first one. And a lot of my podcast guests have come from the connections I made there. Um, I learned so much. I've met so many amazing people. It was an amazing experience. I feel like I need to be putting some more effort into actually attending conferences because that's one thing that I really admire about you, Krista, is that you regularly go to the Craft and Commerce Conference and you regularly seek out those kinds of opportunities. Um, And I'm the same as you. So many of my clients have come from, I, I would say most of them came from um, in-person connections. Um, either like I met them and they later became my client or like I met them and they knew somebody who later became my client. Um, so yeah um, also there's the human side of it. Online businesses can be very lonely um, unless we seek out connection. Um, you can get stuck in, a, in your own head a lot of times unless you have other people who are in the same kind of industry as you. You can bounce ideas off of. Um, yeah we all need to be connected with each other, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it, it can be lonely, especially working from home. And I'm either an introvert or like a super awkward extrovert. Um, but I really, I think that re- that leads to me really valuing the connection from talking with like-minded people or like people who understand, like, oh, okay, so you do freelance, and they know how to, they know what follow-up questions to ask, just because like they're in this world and they see the problems or they see like what we go through. Sometimes I'll introduce myself. Um, or talk to someone about freelancing, and they don't really know what questions to ask, so um, that connection from the from the community is uh, I see is super amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. It's huge it's really, really huge to building something like this. Um, yeah in the in person in person networking conferences are a really great way to meet people within your industry whether you want to attend something like craft and commerce that's for generally for creators or you can attend like if you're a designer you can attend design conferences um there's like so many avenues you can go down with this um, and also the type of person who attends these conferences there's someone who's really serious about where they're going and they're serious about their career and you know they, they say you're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with um, the people that you surround yourself with they really do define you so you want to be seeking out those really high quality connections uh, people who are really serious about their careers and their businesses so that you can also be on that level
0: that's actually a really good point, Fran, because you do meet people at co-working spaces, but sometimes people have like a different agenda, um, like maybe they're freelancing so that, they can, um, so that they can just get by or just be doing the work and not necessarily um, growing at the rate that you want to grow. And so conferences are a really good way to meet people, like you said, who are serious about um, their business and want to probably take the next step.
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah a lot of people in co-working spaces are um at least like the digital nomad ones that we go to they're they're like oh I have this job it helps me get by and they're just focused on the traveling part and that's really great like I'm not saying that's even a bad thing but I think you and I Krista and I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast are people that are really serious about building a career online um and having the freedom aspect of it but we we want more like we want um my career has always been very important to me um and I want to make something out of myself so
0: (laughs) yeah totally um it is different to yeah be focused on travel or career and yeah so let me talk a little bit about craft and commerce um so it is yeah (laughs) it is a conference for online creators hosted by ConvertKit and even though um at first glance, it might seem like it's a conference for just people who have courses or who have products. Um, I also, um, I met other service-based entrepreneurs while I was there, and there was even a service-based um, provider meetup. So I met like an online business manager, graphic and web designers, marketers, even photographers. So um, if you're looking into, uh, or if you've thought about craft and commerce before and you think it's just for course creators, um, you're wrong (laughs) kindly I tell you that um so yeah I I I thought it was an amazing opportunity to meet people um in the online space from all kinds of backgrounds there's even a woman who is like was like mini famous for her um her course on um taking care of goats but I won't talk about that too much um so I love Craft and Commerce and friend, you and I went to a conference where um, they locked you in a room. They locked us in a room for three days, all day, and then um, they during the conference they're constantly referring you to and sending you to the back so you can buy something and like buy their next product. And this is why it's so perfect for you. And um, what I really liked about convert, uh, Craft and Commerce is. It was so unlike that. Um, it's really about the community and making connections and learning. And um, yeah, it, I yeah I really really enjoyed it. And I think that um, the the quality of the conference um, is really important when you're looking for that kind of thing, because I do fear now kind of uh, going to a conference just to be like constantly upsold on this big package and not really, um, yeah. Anyway, um, it was worth every penny. Um, if anyone's curious, it cost me about $1,000 to $1,300 to attend. Um, and that is including the conference fee, hotel, um, meals, and uh, Uber and Lyfts, and then um, the flights were the most expensive part for me, uh, but because I'm including my flight from Thailand to the States, and then my flight from Boise to um, Colorado, where I am now. Um, but yeah, the community um, makes it worth every penny. So they have a Facebook group. And I think this is really amazing. I'm not sure if more conferences do this. But if your conference, the conference that you're attending has a Facebook group, um, use it to your advantage before you go to the conference, like, um, because you're only there for a certain amount of time so post um post and like start making connections in the facebook group before you attend and i got actually got this tip from another podcaster uh pete mcpherson of do we even blog he has like a list of like oh how to make the most of your conference experience that we can link in the show notes but um before i attended they actually encouraged people to um before the conference they encouraged people to just post a one minute video introducing themselves and saying what they like most about being a creator. And this helped me, um, I'm super awkward, so this was amazing because it also helped me Get conversation started like people were like oh yeah like i saw your video in the facebook group and instant friends you know like just like they're starting the conversation which is perfect for me so it's a really great way to um start making those connections before you're even there and then um once you're in person um i would say to think of a standout introduction <laughs> um my favorite one was um an introduction by this calligrapher, Crooked Calligraphy. And she, she introduced herself to someone like, oh yeah, I'm a calligrapher and I like to curse or something like that. And it just like really stands out and it's really unique. And um, obviously I'm still talking about her a few days later. So it's, um, it's worth it to really think about how you want to introduce yourself and how you want to be remembered by others. Um, Fran, not to put you on the spot here, but um, how would you, how do you think you would introduce yourself at a conference?
1: Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Um, I guess I would probably, I'm probably going to butcher it now, but I would say something along the line of, like, I help aspiring entrepreneurs find their purpose or something, because I help people who want to build businesses, and a lot of them come to me, like, without business ideas, and I kind of help them get to, like, what kind of thing they would want to do. Um, probably find a snappier way to say that, but.
0: <laughs> no, and that's, think about yeah, that's, That's really good, too, because it's also more than saying, like, I'm a business coach and then, so you're, like, cutting, like, past all the questions of, like, oh, what kind of business question, or what kind of business coaching do you do, Um, and you're, if someone knows someone who is aspiring to, like, be, like, own a business and, um, like, find their purpose, then they would like, oh, I have the perfect person to recommend to you,
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good to get specific with the introductions because um, just from, you know, living, living this life as an online freelancer and um, can making connections to the other ones, I feel like the beginning of the conversation always is like the same, like, oh, what do you do? oh, like, what kind of people do you help? Oh, like, I, I feel like I'm answering the same questions over and over again. And so, like, especially when you're in um, a conference setting where you're making a lot of introductions, having something that you can go to that just kind of like, gets all of that out of the way. So you can actually start talking like, that is quite significant. Um, and I think you, you also brought up a lot of like, with all the stuff you've just said, you've also brought up a lot of things that people should be considering when they are looking into a conference that they're thinking about attending or choosing a conference. Cause we went to a conference in Malaysia last year, you just mentioned. And yeah, like they spent more, like at least 50% of our time. And this was like a two to three day conference. They spent at least 50% of the time trying to get us to buy additional things. And like, so my background's in marketing, and we won't get too into this. We, like, had a really long talk about it after the fact last year. But um, I, I my background's in marketing, so I completely understand sales funnels. I completely understand, like, um, you know, putting high-ticket offers out there and using low-ticket offers as bridges. Um, I totally get it. But I feel like when you are – paying to attend a conference and when you spend money getting there and when you spend money on the hotel, these people have made a major investment in doing this. So, um, you don't want, to, <laughs> you don't want to go to a conference that's going to just keep, keep trying to get you to spend more money because you've already made the investment. Um, the conference should be focused on community because like you go to conferences to learn. Yes, but you can also learn on an online course The other part of that is you're going to conferences to meet people. And at that conference we went to last year, I can't say that I met a lot of people because I was sitting there and listening to people talk. And um, that's great. But there, we should also be looking for things that have a little bit of both like the networking aspects and then also the education aspect.
0: Yeah, definitely. Actually, maybe that's also why um, craft and commerce is so well structured so maybe this is a shout to everyone who's looking into conferences to look at the agenda because there's like a welcoming dinner there's time for meetups and um there are these opportunities to really like socialize and connect and whilst i didn't go to everyone because every opportunity because introvert um it was still really great to have like, Oh yeah, I'm going to a networking dinner. So I know that I have to put my, my socializing hat on and, um, yeah, meet new people. And that was really great too.
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It sounds like a good time. I should go next year.
0: Yes, you definitely <laughs> should. <laughs> um, and I also got to meet people who I respect or who I really look up to online. Um, and so I would say if Um, you're going to a conference, and you see someone who you massively respect, mention something specific. And I think this is actually just a life skill to be specific when you compliment someone. But for example, I walked up to this girl whose um, whose videos I've watched. And, um, I said, I told her like, Oh, I saw your video where you talked about coding and dancing. And those are two opposite things that I'm interested in as well. And I think she was really surprised about that. And, um, this also like kind of goes past, um, just like oh hey I think you're amazing like great job um but it's actually like talking about like like being specific with your compliment and maybe even talking about how it impacted you and then um having like a follow-up question or something like that but that's just a really great way to start the conversation with someone who you look up to. Mm, That's awesome and like um there have been a couple
1: times where I've been on the receiving end of that like where people have reached out to me and been like um, my other podcasts, like, oh, I really love this specific podcast episode because it, like, helps me with this, like, that makes me, it makes people so happy to hear stuff like that, and they will remember you because they'll, they'll notice that you took some kind of interest in them and they will, you know, reciprocate by taking
0: interest in you,
1: and it's awesome. It's a connection.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, so, Fran, we have worked at a number of co-working spaces together. I don't know if there's a number, but um, yeah. So another way to meet people and network can be from going to co-working spaces. So what do you think? What do you have to say about that?
1: Yeah, I I really love co-working spaces. I think in terms of meeting people, there's a little bit more finesse that, that has to go into it because people go to co-working spaces to work. So going around and socializing and introducing yourself isn't really something that's going to be necessarily accepted at all times. Um, so I think one when you're, when you're looking to specifically meet people, um, I would say find a co-working space that hosts a lot of, or not even a lot, that hosts some number of events. Like there's places like the world famous dojo in Bali, and they host like, Five events every day because they're huge and they have a massive community. Um, But then there's some smaller co working spaces that are like a little more tight knit, um, a little less, um, there's probably less going on. um, But they like make sure that the social component exists because, you know, if you want a place to just work, you could go to a coffee shop. Um, But you're joining a co working space for a reason. Um, And then you have to really challenge yourself to. connect with people and maybe even challenge yourself to give a talk or teach something. Um, like maybe lead one of the events. A lot of times the co-working spaces pull from the actual community for experts that can, um, lead some of the events or teach some of the classes because then um, people will recognize you and approach you. When I was working at the dojo, I went to a class on Facebook ads and I literally knew nothing about Facebook ads. Like it was like the, I didn't know a single thing. I knew that you paid for them, and that they, <laughs> that somehow they reached more people. But this guy, like he he created a very simple, um, straightforward approach to using free content to like build an audience and like use your pixel and like it was like it completely blew my mind. And I tried it out and like got success with it. And I sought him out later on, and I was like, "You're amazing!" <laughs> and so like that's the kind of stuff that can happen if you maybe get outside of your comfort zone a little bit and see if you can um, teach something that you know to the community. So what do you think about coworking spaces, Krista?
0: yeah so I really agree with you about holding a workshop or teaching something to the community because then you're giving value and you're making yourself known for something. so I am really big on making yourself known as this freelancer or this person who specializes in this, and um it doesn't even have to be totally related to what you do. Um, I've given workshops on um how I like organize my organize my clients and how I like streamline my client systems so um, I've also given workshops on branding but I think that it's really and you've given workshops too like you've hosted some workshops um, at the last co-working space where we were at so I think it really helps people to like I think it one it really helps people and then it it like makes you known for something and you're like you're teaching. So people are learning from you. And then, um, in the future, like you said, you reached out to that guy, um, later on and you told him how it helped you. And, um, I think this is just like, yeah, it's a great long-term approach to um, making yourself known for something.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think when you're, when you're trying to build an online business, there's some need to create a persona for yourself um, which, like, that's an entirely different topic, but um, when you challenge yourself to speak in public um, and to lead events, then you are challenging yourself to develop that persona that needs to step forward every time you, you know, market yourself online or create content for your business, um, and it's a really good experience, and, like, I, yeah, I, I led a couple of moon circles at the last co-working space we were at, which is, not totally related to my business but it helps me kind of exercise my coaching muscle like I helped my there there's a lot of talk about personal development in the moon circles and there's a lot of like um, helping people come to conclusions about things which is exactly what a coach does so um, it helps you practice at your craft in a really interesting and fun way that gets you out of your comfort zone so yeah wait an event it'll
0: be fun (laughs) definitely yeah and co-working like uh co-working spaces like you say are great um for attending meetups or social events um if they do have them like dojo um like what you were saying they have every friday um beach and beers and then um they have like a lunch during the week as well and that's just good to like talk story with people, get to know people, and um, expand your network. And if you're an introvert like me and going to these meetups and social events um, makes you want to like jump out a window um, to exaggerate a little bit, then um, I would say create um, cues for people to start a conversation with you. Um, for example, so <laughs> for example, I have pretty unique office accessories. Um, this has been my thing since I was working at a law office and my desk was, um, <laughs> filled with, like, pink stapler, pink, uh, like, file organizer, pink mouse, um, so, and it starts the conversation and kind of, like, yeah, I still, to this day, have all of my, like, pink laptop, pink keyboard, and it really does, like, help people, one, like, have something to talk about with me and, um, Yeah, it's it's kind of like branded to my vibe or my person, Um, and and so if you're not like on the whole color thing, then maybe um, you have like something unique to share. A lot of um, a lot of people love decorating their laptops with stickers, and I find that that's a really great conversation starter. Um, for me to approach someone is to ask someone about the stickers that they put on their laptop because that can be like a really personal personal thing. So, yeah. Uh, All of these like visual cues can be really helpful um, if you're an introvert like I am.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I love, I was looking at your pink headphones as you were talking about how all of your things are pink. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. Like it's and it. I have seen, I have seen with my own eyes, it starts conversations with people. Um, and like another idea that's not related to like visual stuff is I, I keep a deck of tarot cards on my desk, which I mean, I'm really woo. And you guys will, uh, listeners will eventually realize that about me is I'm, I'm very woo and I like the mystical stuff, but, um, I always have people that um, come up to my desk every day and they're like, hey, can I pull a tarot card for the day? Because it's kind of a common practice to just like pull a tarot card for the day and like see what the energy is like. Um, And it has created a lot of connections for me with people who are just curious about something that I have on my desk and that is a part of me. Um, So, yeah, that's a really good way to, a little subtle way to just be the this person in the co-working space so that people know you and approach you and um, and when they feel when people feel like they know something about you they feel more comfortable coming up to you because you know walking up to a stranger and introducing yourself isn't normally something that people feel totally comfortable doing so if they have some kind of angle it's more likely to happen
0: Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah, that's a really good point to like bring a little bit of you into the co-working space. Um, something random, but relevant is um, I'm pretty open about my love of the video game League of Legends. And so actually to help me start a conversation and really connect with a couple of people at the last co-working space where we were. And so um like, someone was just, like, oh, yeah, so I downloaded League of Legends the other day, and then we, like, sat in the empty co-working office, and, like, I watched him play it on his laptop, and, um, oh, and actually, you came to play League of Legends with me, but, okay, but, (laughs) (laughs) let's, like, get too distracted, (laughs) but just, like, you can really bring these, like, parts of you that maybe, like, you think are weird, people won't really connect with, um, but, Unapologetically, you and like people will uh, find a way to connect with you and approach you about that. Mm-hmm.
1: That's something that I've been really working on lately. Um, and I think that's it's so so important to bring into any time that you're your networking, networking, meeting people, work related, not work related, is just being so unapologetically yourself. Um, I think we all have things that we hide about ourselves, and we all wear these masks, and I mean, I could get, I could really (laughs) get into this, but um, at the end of the day, like, I want to see who you truly are, like, I want to see who everyone really is, so that I can, like, see your magic, you know, the things that you're hiding, that's your magic. Like for the longest time, I hid the fact that I was really into spirituality and that I followed the moon and that I have crystals. (laughs) And then that turned out to be one of the main connection points between me and a lot of my friends and even a lot of um, potential clients. Um, Yeah, the thing that you're afraid to share, that's your magic.
0: Oh, definitely. And so how do you think um, someone can bring their magic into what we're going to talk about next, uh, meetups or lunches? Because I know for me, um, when I go to a meetup or lunch, it's kind of like what we were saying earlier. It's the same conversation over and over and over again. And actually I struggle with going deep. Um, but And maybe meetups and lunches just aren't the place to go deep, but do you have any, um, do you have any ideas or, things, um, yeah, recommendations for um, bringing yourself to a meetup or lunch?
1: Um, so this, is, this just popped into my head. I don't know if it's a legitimate thing that we should do, but um, <laughs> so there was this guy at our co-working space. Um, his name is Vernon, um, and he totally won't mind me saying this about him he um (laughs) he's a really interesting guy and one one thing that i noticed about him is that when we tried to ask him like a generic question like i think when i first met him i was like so where are you from and he was like hmm ask me a different question (laughs) like he literally just rejected the question because i think like especially when we're if you're digital nomads and you're traveling we have the same conversations over and over and over and over so this guy eventually was just like let's skip all of it and just like talk about something else um so that's one thing you could do but if you don't want to appear if you don't want to do that like it can sometimes be rude to do that in certain situations um maybe come up with a more interesting question ahead of time that you can bring into the um situation like if you're going to go to a lunch maybe instead of asking people like oh, so where are you from, what do you do, how long have you been in the city? (laughs) All of those generic questions. Maybe ask them like, what is something that you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Or like, what's a weird hobby that you have? Or like, um, you know, a different question.
0: those are such good questions and actually when you say that i think those are questions that i would want to be asked um at a networking event because those are things that obviously when you say that i think of things that i'm really excited about and that i want to talk about so um i think those are really good questions and um i so at crafting commerce i watched this workshop by the um the girl behind the webinars at ConvertKit, Issa Adney, and she, she was, she did, yeah, so she did a webinars workshop, and the entire time she was like, I love talking about webinars, I don't think 75 minutes is long enough, and I could see, like, how excited she was, and so, yeah, those are really great questions to find what people get excited about
1: hmm And I like, what I like about that question is that you're not trying to slap a label on someone. Like you're not trying to slap a, a nationality and a job title on them. You're trying, you're, you're actually trying to get them talking about something that they're excited about so that you can then maybe ask them questions about it. And you, can you can have a real conversation because I think if you ask somebody, oh, what do you do? And then they answer a lot of times the conversation can just fall flat from there. And then you're just like, oh, next generic question.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what well, uh,
1: weather we're having.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did you have for lunch today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's really true. And when you find out about a person's hobbies or the type of project that they're working on, you can really start learning about them and like what gets them excited or even what gets them frustrated. So those are yeah really 100 questions
1: mm-hmm. yeah um do you go to a lot of these meetup lunches like when you're traveling krista
0: it depends i have in the past in fact that's how we met was at a bucketless bombshells um lunch event oh no 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 we no we met at
1: the we dojo did. breakfast we, did yeah. a, we met at a meal <laughs> we,
0: we didn't eat over a meal breakfast <laughs> yeah 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 so, <laughs> anyway <laughs> um yeah so I I really like this because it is a casual way to connect but then I think bringing these questions into the next meetup that I go to I'll be really excited about diving deeper because um I think that when it comes to meetups or lunches um me pulling like such a deep connection with someone is rare like I won't think about it right now, but you're the only one who really stands out to me um, from someone who I've met at a meetup and I stay in close contact with. Um, So yeah, that's a really great way to connect with people. And if you're an introvert, I would follow um, like high people, high vibe people that you do connect with on social media. So for example, like if I met you or if I met um, someone else who I really, really connected with. Um, And then um, just start, don't be afraid to start the conversation. Like don't be afraid to reply to Instagram stories, comment on posts, to keep building the connection after that. And I think this is really important because um, I personally struggle with, um, I personally struggle with the confidence to, like, connect with people and just, like, have all of these things in my head, like, oh, what if they think I'm crazy or weird or whatever, and so um, I think it's really important to um, take that step, like, don't be afraid to, like, yeah, build that friendship, because maybe people are actually excited to be receiving that um, connection from you.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I think, I I could be wrong about this, but I feel like I've heard before that um, in the online business world, there's way more introverts than there are extroverts because the whole online working situation just perfectly caters to everything that an introvert needs. The one exception would be this whole networking and connection thing. Cause I'm actually the, the exact opposite of an introvert. If you look at my Myers-Briggs, I'm actually a 99% extrovert. <laughs> like it's almost scary how extroverted I am and I think extroverts are actually the minority in the online working thing in, a, in the online working world um a lot of the components of working online is close to torture for me because I need people around I need to be working with people and around people I'm, i I really I prefer collaborations I prefer like the kind of work that has been getting on the phone with people all the time. Um, so this is actually the one area of online work that I have really been able to shine in. Um, like a lot of the really close friendships that I have now and a lot of the um, business partnerships, like business relationships I've had have come from like these in-person networking events and like co-working spaces. Um, so if there's an extrovert out there listening, this is your, this is your power. Like this is where you shine so leverage that if there's an introvert listening then follow what Krista is telling you and you can do it <laughs> So <laughs> somebody ask me for a coffee date or a zoom call whether or not I knew them I would be very excited so you can always reach out to me
0: <laughs> yeah um I think people, yeah, shouldn't be afraid to ask someone for coffee in person or all Zoom. I'm actually have a couple of people on my list who I want to like ask um, to like a, a Zoom coffee date or something in the next few weeks. Um, but Fran, if you're traveling, if someone's traveling and they're in a new city or in a new place, or um, they don't really know how to reach out to anyone, or they're scared to reach out to someone, maybe online, um, what do you recommend for an in-person, um, yeah, in-person networking?
1: Um, the first place I would go to is meetup.com. There, it's a website called meetup.com, and most major cities have um, activity on that website. You basically you, they're like little clubs that are created like um in Columbus Ohio where I'm from they have a female entrepreneur meetup group um and they have like meetup groups for like bird watching and for like this interest and that like they're like if you go to somewhere like New York City or like London or Paris or Bangkok like you'll find hundreds of meetup groups that cater to pretty much any interest smaller cities like you'll there will be less of course but um it's a really great website. I've used it to um, connect with other entrepreneurs in my entrepreneurial career. I also used it when I was in college to connect with people who had similar interests as me and to like develop interests and stuff. Um, So I am obsessed with meetup.com. So if you're in a new city, that's the first place you should look. The second place is probably Facebook. Like there's a lot of Facebook communities that also do in-person meetups like the female digital nomad group that our friend Milo runs. Um, there's one for like, literally just go on Facebook and type in like your city and digital moments or just your city and like entrepreneurs and see what's out there. Um, I, I don't know this from, I'm, I'm very extroverted, but, um, so Christy, you can tell me if I'm wrong about this. Maybe it's a little easier to attend a group event and make a connection there than it is to be like, I want to ask this person to coffee.
0: Ooh, okay, great point. Um, so it might be it might be easier in the sense of you're being you're around a lot of people, but I actually find that being forced to talk to someone one on one, I find I have an easier time being a part of a conversation. Um, if I'm around, if I'm at a dinner table or a lunch, like, and there's a bunch of like. Extroverts around or like people are like really connecting, then I actually get intimidated and I get really quiet. So um <laughs> I guess it's just about knowing how you react in certain situations or knowing how you are in certain situations, and then um either taking the next step to do that or just challenging yourself to do both. Mm-hmm. That's great. So you
1: know know what you are most comfortable with know what you are going to be able to be the most successful with and then also challenge yourself to take a step out of your comfort zone and maybe do something i mean like at the end of the day it's just a person like they're not going to bite your head off are you sure i i really am i'm like 95 percent sure i'll try to take your word for it (laughs) people are scary (laughs) They can be, um, but they can also be quite lovely, so <laughs> that's true <laughs> um, Do you have any other um, tips for meeting people networking, any of that stuff?
0: Um, no, I just thought we could um cover like go over our highlights from this from this lovely conversation, and I think we actually went out an entire episode without um thinking of another episode idea, but Oh, while, we were, <laughs> <laughs> while we were on our call earlier before we got on here we did think of another episode to add so <laughs> yeah, we did. I guess it's a good problem to have that's true <laughs> so um my favorite takeaways from this conversation um is your advice to really give value and I think that it's more than just giving value to say a co-working community by hosting a um, course or workshop, um, but just when possible. And um, Pat Flynn made a good point at the Craft and Commerce Conference. Um, he mentioned that even when he was um, meeting other people who, um, like meeting other people who he wanted to, like when he was being very intentional with who he met, um, I'm butchering the story so maybe I shouldn't have said his name. Um but he he really thought about the value that he could give the other person um for example his expertise in podcasting. So um really think about the value that you're giving to others. Actually yeah, and I had a conversation with an email marketer um and it was really nice like I yeah, I just we were just having a conversation like um about what we did and she threw a million ideas at me. It was really amazing. Like I really remember her for that. And I remember her as an expert because she just knows like where to take things um, when she's presented with a random problem, just in like a casual conversation. So yeah, that's my, probably my favorite takeaway is to give value when possible.
1: Mm, That's a really good takeaway. And I love the examples that you gave. And that's, uh, that's something that we should all be keeping in the back of our mind with every interaction is, like, what can I bring to this other person? Because, like, imagine if we lived in a world as, like, I'll just make it a little smaller, as, like, the online business owners. Imagine if we were always thinking about, like, how can I help this person? Like, what an amazing community would we build that way? So that's a really good one. Um, I, I guess my favorite takeaway is all of the things that you said about the craft and commerce um, conference and the things that you need to consider when you're thinking about going to an in-person conference because that's a really big decision to make like you're you're taking time out of your life to go to a new city to um, go and spend like you're you're in the conference like all day every day when you're in it Um, so
0: you have to really think about who you're giving your time and your money to Heart-centered service, listeners. Um, thanks for listening, and um, we're not on iTunes yet, but we are hoping to be soon. Um, but in the meantime, we would love to hear what you think. What you think about the podcast, and if there are any other topics that um, you would like to hear in the future. I've been receiving really great messages and feedback about. Um, freelance uh, about the podcast and like how we're talking about freelancing so if you want to be a part of the conversation then join our facebook community join our facebook fam at heartcentered Co backslash community
1: yeah sounds great um and we're excited to come at you with another episode next week. Hopefully by then we will be on iTunes. I don't know what is taking them so long, but whatever. It's <laughs> a giant company, so, you know.
0: <laughs> the
1: process. The process. So until then, we hope you have a great week. Go make some connections, and goodbye. Aloha.